Hello, this is the Potters Podcast on a bad day. Very bad day. Very bad day after today's result against Bristol City. Yeah. At home, lost 2-0. Yeah, it's a shame really because we sort of went into the weekend quite positive after the Wolves After the Wolves result, I, I thought we were going to win the league, I did. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's all gone back to square one again. Perfect. I think it's that old tale of being a Stoke fan, isn't it really? Don't get excited. Just don't, yeah. don't be happy. Not until... It's close or nearly to. Don't just don't, don't do. Don't don't even mention anything till the doors close for the end of the season. Yeah, not until we've won. It's don't don't be happy. Basically. Yeah. The thing is, I think, I think let's face it. The Wolves' results, it is a good result, and it's sort of pipping yourself up against good opposition. At the same time, I think you're going to have some ups and downs. I mean, we've only got to look at the fixture list. It's crammed every week. Yeah with League Cup and then it's going to be League as well because yeah. the thing is we every season since we went back down is Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday running up to Christmas it eases after Christmas normally doesn't it it, it always you think well, there's not many Tuesday games now but in the beginning they get them in and they're going to get them in even more now well it's going to be more because we're playing again on Wednesday next, next round of the Cup we're playing Gillingham yeah Hopefully, some more of the kids will play because it looks like they can perform. To be honest, compared to the first team. Well, I think there's one or two people who've played against Wolves. That I mean, it's the start of the season. They should still be fit enough to play against Sunday. Well, they should be. I mean, I don't understand why two or three of them lads that play extremely well, like Timon and Collins, winning the side today. The thing is, I don't think McLean had a good game against Wolves at well, times. Well, we're going to talk about James McLean a bit later because. I'm getting a bit worried that he might be getting out on loan or losing because there's, there's something strange going on with James McLean. I, I, I don't understand this new system, that's what's annoying me. I don't understand why we're playing three at the back with two holding midfielders when we're at home. Yeah. I don't understand it because today, this the game we've all listened to or watched today against Bristol City, we were laboured. We were struggling yeah. to get the ball forward. We were getting to desperation times where we are putting long balls up. No sort of containment in the play. Yeah. It improved at half-time when Vokes came off and Fletcher came on. Yeah. That did improve. Fletcher has a bit about him, to be honest. I, I understand why we brought him in Yeah. from the bits we've seen of him. He isn't quite fit, but so John Obi McCall. You could clearly see today in a fit. Yeah. Still had bits and bobs, but today the passing was atrocious in the final third from Stone today. Yeah, I, I just... I know managers tend to have a couple of systems to work with but I do think at the start of the season you need a bit of it needs to stay the same don't it keeps chopping and changing it well he hasn't changed it he's playing the same system but I don't understand like I can understand that system away from home keep it tight try get try break out and get a, yeah, get a goal attack, yeah. but at home you need to be more creative, and we haven't. We know already that we've got a problem in the midfield where we we haven't got creative players. We haven't got anyone who can make a run and make or make a dead clever pass. We haven't got them. No. So, what I don't understand is why we aren't playing the system. He wants to play two up top, which I can understand because of the lack of goals last season. But there wasn't a lack of goals. Michael O'Neill said at the start of the season we, we weren't scoring enough goals. We've shipped five past Hull, four past Barnsley twice. Yeah. I think we we were scoring goals with the system of having one up front. Yeah. Now I know he wants to fit two in. For me, when you play the system like this of putting Vokes literally on his own up front, near enough. 
Yeah. You're not going to get any. He's too immobile. He's yeah. too slow. We, we've discussed this many a time yeah. about the problems of Sam Bokes. He's a good finisher. He's, he's all right knocking the ball on as well. But when there's no one around him to knock the ball on, he becomes isolated, which then makes Jacob Brown isolated. Yeah. Because we've got no wingers swinging the ball in. But the thing is, I get the feeling that he still doesn't know who he wants to be as first eleven. And the thing is, if you look at the Wolves game, we were creative up top. Why? Because McLean was charging down the wing and Fletcher's pulling players out of position. That's one thing he's very good at. You know, McLean was playing left wing back. I don't. We we already know that we haven't got players under Nathan Jones that can play wing back mm. roles. So why are we going back to wing backs when he knows it doesn't work? Doesn't That's work. the first thing he changed when he came in. Yeah. So we know Morgan Fox is not a left wing back. He's a good left back. Yeah. But he, he he's not got that ability to run up the pitch and swing balls yeah. in. But I just noticed on Thursday that when when we got forward. You watch Fletcher pull people out of position and it gives the licence for Brown get forward on his own, give him a lot more space. And you just think, I know I know we've got to rotate it a little bit because they're obviously it, the sat but we've barely kicked a ball. These lads should be fit enough to play two games in a week, in my opinion. I mean let's face it, most of them are three months off. Yeah. We've only kicked a ball, a bit of pre season football, and we've played Millwall and Wolves. I'm sorry, but a lot of them players who did well on, on Thursday should have played today. Well, I'm a, I, what I'm annoyed about about that is the ones that did play really well who deserved a chance, like Jacob Brown was brilliant against Wolves, and today he was the only shining light out of that match today, which was Jacob Brown. Yeah. Nuisance of himself, but he had pace. And this is the problem, we brought players in and we looked laboured, we looked slow again, because there was that many old men in the team again. And then when you look at Nathan Collins, who for me was the best defender on the pitch against Wolves, a player that's got years ahead of him, really yeah. talented young defender. I don't understand why Chester isn't out and Collins isn't in. Going, I'm sorry Chester, but he's, he's performed that well against Wolves, a Premier League forward, that we're going to keep him in again yeah. and, and keep him in. Tymon, who was brilliant against Wolves, yeah. again, on the bench. Um, yeah, It's not good for morale either. Not this early on in the season. I do genuinely think, I mean, obviously we sit here on the outside looking in, but I do genuinely believe that most players second half of the season if you get a rest if they turn around and say I'm going to rest you Saturday I think a lot of players would probably go I'm ready for a rest I've played the last four I've played midweek I've played here we've had some tough games two or three away yeah alright I think if you ask most players start the season if they're in they're in yeah I I can understand resting a 33 year old I can understand resting a 34 year old but resting a 19 year old yeah. who's got pace to burn and recovers yeah. quick because yeah. they do same yeah. weightlifting or anything they yeah. can recover quicker so I don't understand why Collins isn't in that side yeah. he's like yeah go on out you go in Danny Back today was an embarrassing embarrassment today Danny Back was yeah. both goals were near enough his fault yeah. we've been singing his praises over the lockdown period at the end of last season obviously he was putting goals away as well today he looked knackered yeah. after 60 minutes but that's always going to be an issue when you play three at the back because then three need to be mobile. We saw it with England when England played three at the back. If you look, they played Walker on the on the right of that. I, I still don't understand that either. We're not no. going to go into an England. D- no, what, what I'm saying is, is if you look at it from a perspective of they put Walker at that because they need pace in that three, and the problem is with them three today, 
there's no pace. It's not enough you've got, pace. You've got Indy, you've got Bat, and you've got Chester. We know Danny Bat's big biggest problem is pace, is pace and mobility. He's yeah. he's like a tanker. That's his biggest problem. Yeah. James Chester's got a bit of a pace about him because he he's, he he just has. He's he's a quick. Yeah, he's mobile. Yeah, but. He's nowhere near Nathan Collins' level at mobility because he can pick the ball and run it up and get the midfield going. Yeah. The problem is with that side today. Also, Sam Lucas had a terrible game today. Did a back pass that nearly nearly conceded an early goal. It wasn't for Adam Davies. It would have been a goal down in six minutes. Yeah. Lapsadaisical. And the thing what annoys me is the people that didn't play against Wolves, who were supposed to be fresh as a daisy for this game because of tiredness, made all the mistakes. Yeah. Danny Bat didn't play against Wolves. He might have done. I don't know actually. I don't think he did, did he? I was hoping he didn't. Me saying that, but sure he did, and he did. Get a blinder. <laughs> <laughs> he was captain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of this in out in out. We've had enough pre-season games to he should know what his best. He, he should have a good idea of what his best eleven is. I, I think I think he gets what his best eleven is, but I don't understand this three at the back. This very defensive team. I don't mm-hmm. get it. Like somebody asked him a question today on the interview, and he said uh, about um, what do you, what do you think about thinking about promotion and all that stuff. And he says, "No, we're a work in progress. We aren't this. We aren't that." Well, if we're a work in progress, why are we bringing in thirty three year olds? Why are we bringing old men in if if, yeah. if that's the plan? Like I like Stephen Fletcher from what I've seen of him so far, but he is still not going to score fifteen goals a season. No, and I'm looking at that squad, and to be honest, we've brought another striker in. But still, our best striker is Tyrese Campbell. And he's still a rough diamond. He isn't, by any means, exactly the article and we need gone from being, time. It's gone from being, in my opinion, first choice to all of a sudden he's quite a fringe player now. Isn't he? He's on, he's off, he's on, he's off. Yeah. And, and it, that's strange to me because the thing with Jacob Brown is, Jacob Brown's come in and... You could say he's a bit of a rough diamond at his age as well, but the thing is, them players, you know for a fact they're hungry. They want to. They want it more than some of these old ones do. You see him on the pitch, he's running, he's chasing every last ball, and we've not had that for a while. Well, the thing is, I'd like, I'd, I want us to go back to playing wingers, because Jacob Brown, I think, is exactly what we need on the right-hand side with the way he moves. Then you can put Campbell up front on his own, and if he'd done a work after 60 minutes, you'd bring Fletcher into it. That's what I thought was going to happen at the start of the season. That's mm-hmm. why I was happy with it. Because we know that Tyrese Campbell in short spaces and in bursts of pace has got it. Yeah. And, he, and he's the future of the club. You can't bring Fletcher in to play first choice. But it's this sitting back, putting long balls up to Sam Bokes, who's got no one near him. Because the thing is, if he doesn't land it perfectly for Brown it's a waste of a chance because yeah. they're just going to get the ball back. Yeah. When you've got no wingers that can come in as well and support them two forwards, it's a complete waste of time putting mm-hmm. a long ball up to vote. Long ball football's died. It, it, it died five, six years ago. Well, it, can, it can be effective. There's no, there's no wrong with now and again putting a long ball up if mm-hmm. they've broken and put it over the top and get get away. But Sam Vokes can't chase that down. He's, he's, he's got no pace as it is. Mm-hmm. You just don't see them centre forwards who help hold the ball up like we used to. You think back at it when Stoke first got into the Prem, Crouch, Drogba, there was there was loads of them that did it. Shadivy. Yeah, they, they, but the thing is, they were massive, big people. 
he'd hold the ball up, they'd get it down, move it on. That football's done now. I think, I think to be honest, Sadibi was one of the best hold-up forwards I've ever seen. Yeah, he wasn't very good at scoring goals, but he was incredible at holding the ball up. And he, and he made so... John Parkin was just a fat... <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, he he didn't need pace parking because his right foot was like a like a Vespa straight in the yeah. top corner. There's no messing. I just think that part of the game's it, it's dwindled away now. It, it, you've got to be able to play. You've got to be able to play good football now. And you look at a lot of teams that come down Stoke last year, and they're all football insides now. You don't see this blood and thunder football it's anymore. It's pace. We struggle with teams who've got pace. And Bristol City went in because of the first half, we we started poorly. Like I say, Southampton made the mistake, but there was no energy in the team. We were struggling to get round, and we were struggling to create chances or openings to get the ball through. We were just laboured. We were struggling, and because we had no width on the wings, we were just running into cul-de-sacs all the time. The only person I can blame for this at the moment is Michael O'Neill. I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not going to go over the overboard like a lot of people have been doing on today on Facebook. Going, get him out! But that's ridiculous, Alice. So I just said he'd be sat by Christmas. I was thinking he's, we're only in the second game of the season. Just calm down. I don't know though. Yeah, but you know, overthink it, can't you? A little bit. At the end of the day, we've never. You said it last week. We've never started well ever. It was all even brought up on um, Talksport the other day that we've got the worst record at the start of the season in the entire country. There's no one with a worse record than us for the first game of the, the, first game of the season and the second game. Nobody. Yeah, we, we always start poorly. We, we always start have terrible. It, it, to be honest, for me, I don't mind us having this this loss as long as we do something against Gillingham and then we put a performance in against Preston. But for me, this system's got to go. Mm. It, it's not working we haven't got the players we know we haven't got the players Michael O'Neill knows we haven't got the players yeah. for this system we're sitting back with two holding midfielders and three centre-backs who's going to score a goal yeah. the fact is we've played two games now in the championship and had two shots on target yeah. we, had, we didn't have a single shot on target today no absolutely nothing no which, which when you look at the league uh, the cup game we did have chances yeah, and what's frustrating is that I said this at work the other day. If we were defensively poor week in week out, you could sort of go, well, yeah, we're still struggling at the back. We had an absolute masterclass at Wolves because yeah. we were battering a second half yeah, at the, times. The the thing is with the Wolves games, we, we they put strongest side out as well. It wasn't a weak team. Fair enough, a few of the stars didn't turn up, but they still had good players on that pitch. And we went out with four kids on the on the field, to be honest. Campbell, Tymon, uh, Suter and yeah. Collins. And the thing is with Suter and Collins, we might sit there and go, oh, they're inexperienced young players. But I tell you what, they put up a better performance than Danny Bat did today. Well, they play together quite a lot in the, in, the, in the youth and reserves as well, so they've got a good partnership, really, I'd say. No, they, they haven't. Because they haven't oh, no, he's been out on loan for two seasons, Suter has. So he must have been, played some games together. They, they probably have played a few games in the yeah. under-21s, yeah, but... The, the thing it's, I'm looking at here as well is that we have got the young talent coming through. For Lyndon, I mean, there's been a horrendous rumour this morning that I found out was luckily a load of rubbish, but <laughs> you're apparently being linked to a selling to Blackburn or something. It's, no. I thought you were going to say Turkey, though. <laughs> yeah, it's going to say Turkey with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, player ratings. 
yeah. start with Adam Davis. Well, I mean, he had a good, good couple of saves early on, didn't he? Yeah, he did well, to be well, fair, Davis. Getting battered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. He did well, Davis did. Yeah. Um, it's sort of not really anything he could do about the goals, in fairness to him. No, he did well, to be honest. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him a six. Yeah, I'm going to say seven, because he hasn't really done a great lot wrong there. Uh, no, they're all going to get off. That's probably an eye, that is, for me this week. Yeah. Smith. I thought Smith was probably playing this match, to be honest, for me. He had some of the better crosses, but you could have picked holes in this defence today, really, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he, he had the only real-ish chance. Where he tried, I think he tried the cross shot, which was tipped away by that Bentley. He was actually quite decent today, a goalkeeper I'd never heard of. I thought his name was David, but today I found out his name was Daniel. <laughs> Every day is a school day, that's what people yeah. say. Yeah, uh, Smith, I'll give him a six. I'll say six. I'll give him a six, to be honest. He, he, he did all right. He wasn't at fault for the loss. No. He tried to get us forward at least. Uh, on to Fox. It's just not, not a wing He's back. He's just, not, it, just not a left wing back, to no. be honest. He was no sort of breaking forward. He's like a fish out of water. Yeah, he? He, just, he, just wasn't, he just not left wing back. No. And if this is that problem again where... Why have we brought a left back in if you're planning on playing left wing back? Well, that system, you're planning on playing that system. Doesn't make a lot of sense. sense. I'll yeah. give him a five. It didn't impress me at all, really, today. He hasn't, to be fair, he hasn't impressed me since he's started proper football. No, he's not. He's nothing. You're not so sort of sat there and gone. He's going to make a real difference at any point. No. So, so unless we change the system, I can't see him being a, a useful signing from no. what I've seen so far. So yeah, I'll give him a five. I'll go five. Uh, Danny Bart worst player on the pitch today yeah I mean he did look the most likely score for any set piece we had but yeah but uh, he'll be haunted by that second goal yeah that second goal was pathetic yeah. and, and to be honest he, he, there was three defenders in the when Naki Wells scored yeah he was completely unmarked he, he managed he, the ball managed to bounce bounce and then get a shot on <laughs> so for me Danny Bart gets a two yeah I was going to say three so poor yeah, poor, poor Danny Bart was and the thing is, without don't take anything away from Bristol City, you've got to think if you look at the the, the front two, the bags of pace and always have had. Yeah, they're, to, to be fair, they, I mean the, the five unbeaten, they've won five in a row now. Yeah, I mean, Naki Wells has scored goals wherever he's played. Yeah, he's, he's he's a reliable finisher, isn't he? Yeah. he has been since he was Bradford he's pacey. Days. He's got goals. It's he, quite mainly had him in the Premier League because yeah. they know he's got a goal in him. Yeah, he's 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 similar. He's he's probably like a League One version of. Andre Gray into or Dwight Gale. If you yeah. dropped him down, if he went crew next week, well, when he was at Bradford, he, he was he was yeah, he scored thirty six goals yeah. in one season, didn't he? One time for Bradford. And we know and we know Vyman's got pace in the Yeah, we know Vyman's an yeah. okay player. Yeah, uh, yeah. On to Chester. Hey, four. Yeah, he looked he looked He looked knackered. Yeah. To be honest, he looked knackered. After about 15 minutes, yeah. he just looked out of his depth. Yeah. And I, again, I keep going back to, why the hell have we signed him permanently? We didn't need him. We've got Collins, we've got Suter coming through. We didn't need to sign James Chester. He'll have nightmares about them front two. He will do. He will. But this is what I mean. There's better teams to come up yet. Yeah. If we're struggling against Bristol City, then we've got problems. But he could do changing that system first. Um, Martin Zindy. I think he had a good game Thursday as well. Yeah, he did. He played well against yeah. Wolves. Yeah, he, he did all right against Millwall. To be honest, a bit 
typical indie, but today just sloppy. Yeah. Everything, every pass from Stoke today was sloppy. It, it just wasn't good enough. I'll, right. I'll give him a five. Same yeah, as I'll set the same five. Same as the rest of them. Uh, John Obi McCall. Tired. Looked tired. Looked laboured. Thing is, these misplaced are, all his passes pretty much. These are the games we brought him in to dominate, really, against the likes of Bristol yeah. City and boss the game. To be fair to him with McCall, though, he, he, hasn't, he isn't fit. Michael O'Neill said it as well. He isn't fit, yeah. He isn't ready, yeah. But then I, I counteract that by going, well, if he isn't ready, why is he playing? You could, if you're not ready, then you want to see 100% commitment, don't you, as well? That's the thing. You see, he managers say, well, well, he's not ready. Well, if he's playing, then I won't see him. Yeah. Well, we've got Tash Nicholson who played well against Wolves. Again, another young, young player that did okay. Yeah. Well, if Obi McCall isn't ready, then put Oakley Booth in till he's ready. And then Oakley Booth will go, yeah, I don't mind being dropped. Obi McCall's a top player that's now fit. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And I just don't get the logic behind a lot of this. It seems like he's picking experience over players that can do the job at the moment. It would be better as a sub, but I mean, managers are sort of guilty of daily characters. If you want to be fit, you need to play in matches, don't you? If you want to be match fit, you've got to play. Yeah. And, well, and, that, well, that's what the cup games could be for. Yeah. Just bleed him in, especially as a week in, week out. It's, it's yeah. the same as playing in the thingy. Well, he's brought Fletcher in and he's brought Brown in. It, to me, that tells me that Vokes is not going to be his first choice. So why will Vokes and them sort of people play in these League Cup games? we don't need the League Cup we don't at the end of the day you could play with Mikel they could be his backup and the thing is he needs to start making a decision what he was playing because you can't keep bringing Vokes in and out he's clearly not that player no he, he Vokes did well last season when he was playing 3-4 on the bounce mm. you notice when he got a good run on the side that's when he noticed the difference in him when he's in out in out it don't work and well, he's played two championship games in a row, hasn't he? So, the the thing is with Sam Vokes is we'll talk about him when we get to Sam Vokes. But for for me, um, I'll give over Mikel four. Yeah, sloppy passes were poor. Agree on most of these. Uh, another player who, let's face it, we think highly off last season. Yeah, he yeah, had a great yeah. start in Clucas. Terrible today. Yeah. Absolutely terrible today. I, I'm not surprised he, he wasn't sucked, sucked off. off. I mean, the back pass is criminal. Isn't it? The back pass nearly cost us instantly. Every pass he made was poor. Yeah. The, he crossed a few in that were... I mean, there was two times during the game where he did blind crossing. He didn't even look up to see who was in the box. He just yeah, crossed just it. And then he was like, oh, there's no one there. Yeah. And then and then as a go at Vokes, where he go, and then Vokes just looked look back at him and goes... I want in the box. Why did you cross? Yeah. For me, two. Two. Poor performance from Lucas. I'll give him four. He did do some running around. There's <laughs> <laughs> all. That's what you call loose headless uh, chicken. Yeah. Which we spoke about before. Uh, Powell. Powell again. Too deep. Too deep in that position. I don't know why we're playing. Position, is why are we playing so deep? If you're going to play yeah. this deep, don't play Nick Powell. Because he's absolutely hopeless if he isn't favourite of the pitch. Every pass that he made went to a Bristol City player majority of the time. But st- I can never say this word. St- Statistically. That's the one. Um, he's never been well deep. He didn't do well last season deep. No, no. I yeah. mean, if you're looking at it from a management 
perspective and a coach's they'll talk to you yeah, but every time we played there he was dreadful mm. I'll tell you what we'll play him deep again he's he's <laughs> renowned for not doing well at further back on the pitch yeah. I don't understand why they keep doing it I'd do anything than put him further further back Powell because yeah. he's never done anything when he's been deep the, the thing is with Nick Powell even when he does play well he, he, it's just flittering moments he is a passenger in the game. He is. Yeah. The fact is, he is. So playing him deeply is taking away that the good thing that he's good at, which is yeah. now and again popping up and scoring a goal yeah. or making a pass in a high position yeah. or a good run to loosen up the defence. But when he's playing deep, he can't do that. No. So he's just a passenger in the midfield we yeah. don't need. Yeah. And it, I, I, at the moment, I'm really not understanding what Michael O'Neill's doing. No. And it is a little bit frightening. And when Ange asked him the question, or whoever it was who asked him the question today, said, is it a worrying sign that we've only had two shots on target in two games? And he said, well, obviously it is. It's this, that and the other. But he didn't sound like he was blaming the t- the, the system. Yeah. And I've got this horrible feeling this is going to be the system for the season. And I'm, I'm worried about it. I hope not, because we had all this drama last year with, with Nathan Jones. Yeah. Nathan Jones played this system, yeah. except without a holding midfielder. Now we're playing with three at the back, two holding midfielders, mm. and Dick Powell running around like an endless chicken. It's getting to the point where when they walk in and sign the contract, you say, you must not play that system at this football club. <laughs> Stop doing it. Stop playing. We haven't got the players, and we can't playing. afford to bring them in. So, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Dick Powell, five, three. Yeah. Poor. I could, there's no, no one's going to get a good mention here, I tell you now. Well, the only, my only decent mention will be Brown. He's the only one who looked like doing anything. Well, who's next? Who's next? Brown. Brown. Yeah, Brown was probably the only good player today. He was looking know. for the knockdowns one he, he, he was, he was working spread. hard, he was trying yeah. to figure. And the thing again, I don't understand, why did he sub him off? I, I don't yeah. understand what he's doing at the moment. Like last season in, the, in COVID and all that, he was getting everything right. His subs were, were clever and his subs were doing well. But Jacob Brown today was the only player that was making a nuisance of himself. He, he's got pace about him. He moves well. Yeah. And I don't understand why he subbed him off. No. Especially when you bring in Campbell on because he could have bounced off Campbell in a bit of pace and got us up the pitch. But he subbed him off. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. We've for, never really had this worry with O'Neill. Normally, if they're playing well, they stay on the pitch. Yeah. Even I'm, when we've lo- lost games. I think it's like he's walked back through the door and put Nathan Jones's head over and took his own. Right, I'm now Nathan Jones. Formation, confusing. Subs, confusing. <laughs> Where people are playing, confusing. Who's playing at the front, we don't know. <laughs> Is that really you, Michael? <laughs> I don't know, he looks a bit tired as well. I, 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 I don't know if it's because he's stressed or something, but I'm not understanding this formation yeah. at all. I don't get it. But Jacob, I'll give him credit, Jacob Brown looks like a real clever signing. He was yeah. brilliant against Wolves. He was the best player on the pitch. So, I'll give him a seven. So yeah. he, he did well, Brown. He's playing the match for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll match that at seven. I knew we were going, well, <laughs> we agreed on a few of them, but Sam Vokes... Isolated. isolated. Yeah. Not his fault. Like, yeah. like anyone says, if you play football, you've got it. It doesn't matter how good your striker is. You've got to give him chances. You've got to put the ball in a position where he can shoot. Sam Vokes take a chance. Come with a t-shirt that says on, "I only play four four two. I think he needs <laughs> one with a shirt on that I only score in the box. If you yeah. don't get it on my head or on yeah. my foot in the box, 
I won't score goals. As you sign in the contract for the weekly wage game, I need two wingers and need a striker partner. Yeah, why <laughs> that's it. That's what he is. He's a simple, simple striker where he needs two wingers and he needs a striker partner. He needs he's ball. old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's literally the old one. And I can remember speaking to a Burnley fan before we signed him, and he said, "You're paying nine million pounds for him. He's done." And from everything I've seen of him in a Stoke shape, we've seen glimpses where he looks good. Yeah. From what I'm seeing of yeah, him, yeah. He, he looks like he's lost his pace, he's lost that edge. We haven't got the players to find him. He's just looking like a waste of waste of money completely. I think it's his biggest problem as well is they don't have any clubs that play four four two anymore. Either. Not really. Well, it's not, not that many. he plays four four two because I mean when he played for Burnley, a lot of the time he played up on his own. But he had the legs then. He had the movement about him. And I think he's just one of those lucky players that got a knee injury and he's taken that yard of pace off him and we've bought him. Mm. It's just one of them things. It's it's a shame because I liked Sam Bokes before he joined Stoke. When he signed, I was over the moon. Yeah. I thought this lad will get us the goals we need to move division. forward. Yeah. But he hasn't. He really no. hasn't. He, he, looks, he looks finished from what yeah. I've seen of him. You see glimpses, like I say, you see glimpses of him, but it's like somebody said to me not long ago, if Oaks was as good as he was before, he wouldn't be at Stoke, simple as that. And it is that fact, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, people sort of sitting there saying about changing the manager and stuff like that. I'm at the point now where I'm just thinking, it doesn't make any difference. When you sit there and blame players and blame morale and blame, a lot have gone now. New players have come in, and we still at times look laboured. We look slow. We, uh, to me, we, we just are where we are, and, and, and we've just got to put up with it. I think mm. for the time being, I'll give him a four. Yeah, I can't go any higher than four. I think four. To be honest, for me, that's being, being quite generous. generous to be being fair. quite generous on the four. Yeah, I think I think I give about a three. I think that was quite generous. No, a two. That was generous, to be honest. Yeah. I'll give him a minus two. What, yeah, a, what a wonderful human being, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we'll, we'll now go into the overall display. Oh, I'm going to give it a zero. There's nothing. Right. I, I watched that game. There was nothing for me to come out of that and go, well, that was positive. Oh, well, sorry, there is. The only good positive that got out of that game was Jacob Brown. Other than that, there was nothing. No. Absolutely nothing come out of that game. No. We had no shots on target. We created no clear-cut chances. Both goals were defensive mistakes. Again, something mm. that we've had now for the last four seasons. Again, our defence can't do its job properly and can't concentrate. Yeah. The second goal, he was trying to break forward to and trying to be David Luiz. And he did a fantastic job of it as well. Yeah. But this is this comes back to what I always I've been saying for years, is the efforts again. You've got to look at the efforts. I don't mind losing football matches as long as you give 100%. And that's most Stoke fans. I think, to be honest, I think they are trying. The problem is that he's gone for too much experience again. And the problem is he hasn't understood. For me, all these problems we're having at the moment is all because of the formation. It isn't working. And I don't know what's going on. Michael O'Neill's at fault for this result because I don't understand why we're playing so defensive at home. Now, I know Bristol City are a good side and they're on a very good run, but what I don't understand is why we're sitting back at home against a team that's playing well. We've got the pace to break through us. We haven't got yeah. the pace to break through them, no. but they've got the pace to break through us because our defence is slow. Yeah. Our team is We've slow. We've got to be technically better. 
to break them down. Especially when you're playing through the middle, you have to have players that can ping a ball across and get Brown yeah, away. Move or, we haven't got it. No. And the problem is we aren't quick enough to support folks from deep positions. We're still missing Joe as well. Yeah, we're missing me. Joe Allen. Every time he, we, he's in the squad, we're like, get him gone. And then he, get, and then he goes injured. It's like, get him back. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really... I mean, don't get me wrong, there was a massive improvement under O'Neill with, with Allen, but... All of them. There, there was with all of them. Yeah. And this is what I don't understand about the the recent tactics. I don't understand what he's doing now. Like, he's, he's on about bringing Freeman in from um, Sheffield United, the right-back. I don't get why. I, I, he's another player that... Yes, did, did well in the championship, but it was two years ago when he did well in the championship for Sheffield yeah. United. He, he, I think he only played two games last year for Sheffield United in the Premier League. So, it, it's one of them where I'm looking at it and I, I, it's just, the thing is, we can't go overboard. I'm not going to sit here and just constantly slag it off. The only reason I've been negative there is because it, I'm talking just about the results today. I'm just hoping that he's dropping this system. If he drops this system, McLean comes back in, Brown on the right, then I could probably sit here and go, he yeah. McLean in anyway. At the end of the day, he's one of our best players. Last year. Player of the season. Yeah. We've been dropped for league games. What What message does that send everybody else? Well, this is this one I want to talk about now is James McLean. Has there been something more here? Something's happened, Nancy. Something, for me, has got to have happened yeah. for what's gone on here. Something's been Because... Sad. Yeah, fair enough. He had a terrible pre-season, and we know that James McLean is a quite a volatile man. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't know if there's been a fallout because there's been no reports. Nothing's been said. But he made a, when I think it was the first game against Millwall. He made a specific go at James McLean and Benny. Benny Philby, we know, just doesn't want to be at this club. So McLean's come out now, and and all of a sudden's been dropped. And he's, since he's been dropped, we've now started this new system of playing five at the back yeah. and no wingers. And I'm wondering if that's because he's had a fallout with McLean and he, and he doesn't feel comfort, confident with time and fully to play on that left-hand side. But I it, would be. But I'd be fully confident in time and playing that position. Yeah, I'd, I would now. Cause, I mean, he, he looks for, he looks for talent time and does when you play, play him higher up the pitch. But I've never known a club to start a new season like this and completely freeze out your player of the season from last year. Well, the thing is, we didn't play this. Did we play the system against Leeds in pre-season? No. No. It's what it's, it's played it on the wing. Yeah. And the thing is, you've just done pre-season with a certain system and then come back out of it and changed it. Yeah. You can't do that. To, to be honest, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I don't understand the system. It's, it, everything else is up in the air I know new players are coming and I know he's trying to get Deadwood out and I, but I've got this bad feeling I can't see who's going to come in for Bowie I can't see anyone coming in for Vimy I think they're just going to be isolated in the in the youth team and Dai I think that's past now it, no one's really coming with anything concrete we've got a lot of Deadwood that I know he's frustrated that he can't get rid of because it's big wages as well that it's going to be sat in the mm. reserve side for me I just don't understand why James McLean has been frozen out like this, unless there's been an argument that we none of us know about, or it hasn't come out publicly. I just can't understand what's going on. He was player of the year, and most of that player of the year was because of what Michael O'Neill turned him into, and then all of a sudden now he's not playing. Yeah, it it's, it makes no sense to me, and I just feel like we get. I've got deja vu. This is this. It's, 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 like every year. it's every year when they get their own season. 
It's like I know Nathan Jones didn't do anything and we goes, right now, full stone, he's brought his players in, it'll go, doesn't happen. Now Michael O'Neill's come in and impressed massively in that short stint. And then now it's, I know it's early and we can't judge massively because I thought we were unlucky not to get a result against Millwall or win. But I don't understand this formation lot that he's doing. I don't get what he's trying to do here now. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's not my confidence in him. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and lie. What's going on at the moment has not my confidence in him. Not 100%. Yeah. I still don't want, like a lot of people on Facebook, want him sacked. I'm still wanting to finish the season. I still want to see what he does. But we were lucky not to lose 4-0 today. Yeah. First off, we we did okay. And fair enough, we got a sucker punch right at the end when Naki Wells scored. But it was a defensive blunder. And I don't understand why Collins and the people who performed well in midweek against Wolves haven't gone and got another go. Yeah. And I, I, the thing is that Fletcher's been the most impressive forward so far for me. Moves around a lot, moves defenders out of the way, but he's not starting games. Yeah. Now, he can keep saying he's not fit. Well, will he ever get fit? He's 33 years of age. He's not yeah. a young man. And the thing is, whether he's fit or not, he is making things happen. So I couldn't care less if he's 70% fit. If, if he's making a difference, then he plays for me. You don't have to be 100% fit. If he's, he's, the thing is, what the other lad should be looking at is, he's not fully fit, but he's still doing a damn sight better job than you are. Yeah. So why are you not thinking, well, hang on a minute, he's only partially fit, and he still looks a lot better than I do. Because the, the thing that I don't get is, like, Jacob Brown came into the side today. Yeah. And Jacob Brown was the best player against Wolves. He, he played really well. But so did Collins. Mm. So did Oakley Booth. So did McLean. So did yeah. Tymon. But they've all been thrown out and no time didn't sign them, I signed. For me, I don't, I don't get what's going on with the system. I don't understand what, why we've all of a sudden changed. Don't want to see it again. Saying that, probably against Preston, because like I say, it's good away from him yeah. because keep it tight and then try breaking at a goal. But we haven't got players that can break. This is the thing, when you're playing Nick Powell and you're playing Sam Klukas, they aren't runners. The scary thing is he's contradicting himself a little bit because the other week he was turning around saying that he didn't have the the ability to blend youth with experience because he had too many numbers of old players in the squad. He said it in his press conference, but now I've got the opportunity to blend experience with youth. And then he plays that side. Yeah. And that, do you know what I mean? It's just... You've, you've sat there saying you want to play more youth players, more younger players this season, and you put that retirement term out yesterday. Today. Today. Sorry. It's not that long, mate. It's only about four hours. That's habit, that is. That's habit, because it's normally a Saturday. <laughs> well, I just want to read about Collins. Like, the thing is with Chester, we're not going to get any future with Chester. Danny Back was poor, because he said, right, I needed, I need to put the old side back in, because I, I needed... I needed them to be rested and then come in to put in a performance like that. Yeah. Danny Bat was was horrific today. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, why rest him then? You should have played against Wolves and put Suits and Collins in. You've got a bit of peace about him. What what what's frustrating as well is is you've got the squad, and when there's a game, he picks a team. When's the next game? He picks a team. I get the feeling he's not picking the team on who's been playing well. I mean, most people get picked because they're in form. Yeah. We seem to pick players because it's like, well, 
You haven't played, have you? You best have a game. Go get yourself on. You haven't played for two months. Yeah. It's like Gregory's gone missing. Yeah. And I thought Gregory was performing well in the pre-season, but then he hasn't played. I'd more prefer Gregory over him. I would at the moment. Yeah. I'd prefer Gregory. I mean, I, I mean, one of his biggest knockers, but this I, is the problem. They're all the same level. I still, I still think Gregory would create more for Jacob Brown than Vokes ever will. Yeah, because the thing with the thing with Gregory, all right, he can't hit a barn door, but he runs and he makes runs and he picks the ball up well. He's he good at getting position. Yeah. He's good at positioning. He's, he's very good at, good at moving. He's good at build up play, Gregory, compared to Oaks. Um, yeah, fair enough. His his shot his shooting's not great, but the reality is he will make things happen. But all of a sudden he's disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's now all of a sudden been dropped. And then, because I, I don't get what he's doing, because it was like in pre season, he was playing Gregory, but then as soon as the season starts, Gregory's not even on the bench. It's yeah. like, well, what? See, normally at, at most football clubs, when you used to see that, it meant they were going. Didn't see? You'd see well, not, play really, no, not really, no. If, I've, they, I've if they get dropped, if they get dropped at the start of the season, they'd normally be going. Normally they'd be going somewhere. If you've played all the pre-season and then you get dropped and you've played well in pre-season, well, you'd normally be going on loan or someone's coming for you. You drop players when, they, when there's transfers. I think, an offer, I think an offer probably... I think Gregory might move before the end of the window. I think that'll happen. But it's, it, it's one of them where... I'm looking, at that, I'm looking at that side now and I can't see where the goals are going to be made from. I can't see where the goals are going to come from. Like I say, Campbell's a rough diamond. Jake, Jacob Brown looks promising, but I still don't think he's a forward player. Looking at it, I don't know where to go with it, and it's very disheartening after what's happened. All the positivity, a good away result against Millwall, found an amazing result against Wolves in the Cup. To then put that performance in today, it's like it's like being hit by a train. Yeah. It's like all the positivity is just drained out of me, and I'm worried again. Yeah, I mean personally, if it was me, I'd just I would chuck chuck a lot of the kids out most weeks. At the end of the day, we've got none of us are sitting here thinking we're going to win the league. We're sick of seeing the old players. We're sick of not seeing any shots on target or any shots for that matter. Why don't we just play the kids? Why don't we just let them out and let them play? Campbell, Brown, Valinden, let them play. Timing. No, for for me though, it's not. That's not the problem. For me, it's I'm sick of seeing players come in. That are no better than what we've already got. Yeah, but I think maybe the youth will have more pace. Well, yeah, because the thing is with youth, they're the most promising players at the moment. We've we've got some good youngs. That Kiatangi, whatever his name yeah. is, scored four in yeah. midweek for yeah. the youth team. So we've got promising players coming through. But what's annoying me is that we're apart from Jacob Brown, he's different. He's he, he looks like. But saying that, he's twenty two. He's the difference between all the rest of them. He's young. He's rare and go. Yeah, he's he wants to make an imprint for himself. The rest of them look like players that are no better than what we've already got. You look at Fletcher. There's a bit about him I like. I like how he moves. I like this, that, or the other. But he's not going to score the goals that we need. No, but he could. He, he, he's got a little bit more know-how in, in, in the fact of I do think he will get you ten goals, and he makes things happen. Not from that performance, from what I've seen on him so far. Let's be honest, he hasn't shot on target yet. 
Yeah. But the thing is, he's not had great supply, has he? Well, we, we haven't got a supply, have we? It's the same people from before. Are we going to play four four two and put Tom Ince on the right side and McLean on the left? We know McLean's hit and miss. He, he's consistent and he works damned off. He'll create more chances when, oh, we, he will play, do. when we play do. wingers. I just don't understand why he's dropped the wingers. I don't understand the system. But what I'm annoyed is, is that Fletcher's come in. Yes, he's an improvement on Bokes. He's probably in a, a bit of an improvement on Gregory. But unless we improve the service to him, you might as well pack up now. Yeah, I mean, I sort of wish, I really wish, because, I mean, we've sat, we've sat here now for half an hour sort of being mega negative. I sort of wish at that press conference at the end he'd have turned around and gone, I wrote wrong today. Yeah, I do. I, I do, because we could have sat here and gone, well, I'll tell you what, at least he's come out and said, yeah, I've, I've made a mistake, I'm, I'm not going to go down that road again. Because the reality is, he's got to be sitting there with his management team thinking, we really shouldn't have played that formation today. Yeah, if, if he'd come out after the game and gone, right, I've got the formation wrong. I shouldn't have played Fox on the uh, wing back. I, I shouldn't, play I shouldn't be back. playing without wingers. I shouldn't be playing this. I shouldn't be playing that. I'd go, fair enough, he's been honest. He's come yeah. out and he's, he's, he's admitted he's got it wrong. Yeah. But he seems like it was a positive result, like we were commanding the game at points, and we never were. We were completely outplayed today by Bristol. I think most fans want a bit of honesty now. He's honest. Like, he is honest with his replies. He doesn't duck away from questions. He will answer them. But I didn't like his answers. That's the thing that I didn't like from the interview. I didn't like how he said, like, oh, we were playing well. We were were never playing well in that game today. Not one point. And if he'd come out and gone, yeah. If he'd come out and gone, yeah, I've got it wrong. The system isn't working. We're going to regroup. We're going to start again. And he comes out next week with wingers played. And we, because he had the system last season that worked with four at the back, a holding midfielder, two central midfielders, the wingers, and one striker. Yeah. Didn't score all the time, didn't work all the time. But for me, this shines that he hasn't got a defensive line. He isn't confident with two people at the back. He clearly isn't confident with Chester and Bat as a defensive partnership. Mm-hmm. He clearly isn't confident. No. That's why I think he's playing three at the back, because he's obviously not confident. Or is he doing it just to fit in the end, so he doesn't moan and won't go? Well, we, I think we'd all sort of resigned to the fact that he was going to go anyway. Yeah, no, I wasn't bothered if he went anyway, really. I mean, Because we all thought we were going to play four at the back. Four defensive players. Because the reality is, if you look at the last two seasons before this one, we struggled. I'm sorry, but you, you try and be flamboyant and playing like... We don't want that. We just want a season where we go, we do right this year. Didn't do too bad. Yeah, if we, fin- if we finish nine, fate for nine, if I'd go, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, great. Good, great season, to be fair. Start trying to be clever with it. Like, to be fair, I'm not expecting this season. I know a lot of people after the Wolves game start getting excited and thinking, yeah. oh, we've got a chance of playoffs and this, like, and everything. We haven't. No. Today's performance completely proved it. Unless he changes the system and things start changing and we start scoring a couple of goals. We have not got the squad and we have not got the players to get in that top six. We just don't. The fact is, even with the new signings, this, that and the other, we have not got enough quality in the midfield, not enough quality on the wings to score enough goals to get us out of this division. And if we did, it'd be luck and we'd get battered in the Premier League unless we spent 200 million. Yeah. So, more. Probably more, yeah, probably 400 million and we still come down like Fulham did. The problem is, looking at that squad, like I say, we all know the formation, I don't keep going on about it. Things need improving. 
And it's the first serious one we've done for a while. It's the first negative-ish we've done for a while. Yeah, because the reality is, even when we've had the odd poor results towards the end of last season, uh, most of the time, performance-wise and effort, we used to see it. Mm. We'd see games where you go, yeah, well, they did, they worked hard, they created chances, and we were unfortunate on the day, and they came all right. Whereas I feel like we're back last season now, at the beginning. Yeah, I feel like, well, this is the problem, like, Towards the end of last season, because of COVID and before that with Michael O'Neill, the season was done anyway. There was no chance of going up, and we were looking more like a team that could go down. Damn. And he improved and kept us up. But the way we started the season is massively reminded me of the start of Nathan Jones. Poor. Yeah. Can't create chances, don't score, don't create any sort of clear. Today, we, we could be still playing now and still probably not have a shot on target. Yeah. That we were that poor in the forward ends. Every final ball was poor. No, half the time there's no one in the box when the balls were being swung in. That comes down to tactical nous. That comes yeah. down to the manager. Yeah. Now if he doesn't trust that defence, then he's got to put Joe Collins in. He's got to say Collins, mm-hmm. you're better than what we've got here. Because to be honest, looking at him, the thing is with David Collins. Every time I see him play. He seems to get better and better and better. And now and now you can understand what Dave Darren Fletcher was on about, that this lad could be a, a Premier, League, Premier League centre-back. But the thing is, he's not playing him for three old old men, technically four if you want to put Ryan Shawcross in there, four old players that have got really no future at Stoke anyway. They're all, well, they're all finished, really. Yeah, they're all at the end of the career. You've yeah. got Danny Bart, you've got Chester, you've got Indy, you've got Shawcross who... We're hoping he can get fit, but we don't know. Never going to get the same show across, but he's been that injured for that long now. Yeah, it's one of them now, Ryan. It's probably another season then done. But the, the thing is, when you're looking at it, when you get quality young players that are coming through, like Suter and Collins, you've got to fit them in. Mm. And especially when you're playing three at the back after his performance against Wolves, you keep him in. You go, Nathan, your performance was great the other day. Then a partnership could, could grow. Yeah, Bat's good as long as you don't have to be mobile. Mobile. If he if he's got players running at him, everything he's a good defender. We know this, but when he has to when he gets moved all over the place and tries to play the ball and all that, he comes unstuck. Yeah, and it happened today. He tried to bring the ball forward and get us up the pitch, and he lost the ball. It, for me, draw a line under it now. Bad results. Let's hope Michael O'Neill's learned from this experience. Let's hope the young lads get a good game against Gillingham again. Let's hope one or two of them impress again. And then let's hope we start getting them getting yeah. in the first team. I mean, to, to me, especially in the championship, I personally, if I was a manager, I'd keep the first six games as simple as possible. I know that sounds ridiculous, but get through the first six, win a few, draw a few, maybe a defeat here and there. Just get through it. Because the problem is, at the beginning, especially at Stoke, is every fan's eyes are on you, first results. What are you doing first? How are you getting on? Everybody is. There'll be plenty of other teams looking at their team going, that's not right. What's he doing here? This isn't right. Just keep things simple for a couple of weeks just till everyone settles down. The season's up and running. There's points on the board and then you can start looking at where you can change things. I wouldn't go in swapping and changing and changing formation. To me, you just keep things the way they were. Well, it's like Jordan Thompson, he's gone missing now as well. Did he play against, play against Wolves, I think? I think he did have, I think he come on. But we both said that we can't weigh him up anyway, aren't we? Yeah. At the end of the day, 
you see glimpses of why it's come, but it's still a strange signing for me. I, the problem is, it, it's another one where I look at it and go, you haven't improved anything. And it, I'm sick of it now. I'm sick of these signings coming in and I'm looking at them going, he's not really an improvement on what we've got. But that's what's happened to us. If you think about when we were looking at the likes of Matt Clark and everything, and you said to me, this team, that team, the other team are all interested. We were going for players that other teams were interested in. Now we go for players that nobody else is interested yeah, in. Yeah, really. like, well, Steve Fletcher, we didn't want him. Yeah. And the only reason why I come Stoke is because Celtic and Rangers wouldn't give him a two-year contract. So he, he came to Stoke because there was two years on the table. Yeah. So um, we were always second choice. Yeah. And the, the only decent player we bought is the one we bought, from what I've seen, which is Jacob Brown. Jacob Brown, yeah. I mean, the thing is as well, I think when we've sat and watched these old players year after year after year, it's been going on now for five years. Like, I know financial fair play has got a lot to do with it and we can't spend a load of money because the big, big players are on big money. And hopefully next season we can shift a load of them. But we've been saying this now for four years. Four, three, two, three years we've been sitting here going, oh, well, we'll get rid of that deadwood. The dead, half of it's still here. Yeah. The majority of it's still here. We've got rid of two Basically, in Bueller and Berrienio. Yeah. And who do we get rid of this season? None of them. They're all gone out on loan. None of them have yeah. gone permanently. Yeah. So they'll be back again. Next season, waving, going, I have no interest be here, but get me out on loan. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, that's the only problem with financial fair play. And the, I bet there's other clubs who've got the same problem. Oh, yeah, there'll be loads who've got the same problem. Watford won't be able to shift a lot of their deadwood. Oh, no. And that's the thing, it's all well and good financial fair play in one respect, but it needs to be rethought for me. I think they need to sit down and change the way it actually operates because it was all good talk at the beginning about keep about sort of stopping people overspending, but it's not happening because the, the big clubs have got that much money that they can... Put it in one hand and move it into something else to keep the balancing right because you've got that much money yeah. playing with. If we make five signings and they all fall flat on the face and we pay big money for them, we're stuck with them. Oh, we have done. Yeah. We have done. But the likes of Man City can do it. So you just take one bit of money out of one pot and put it into another pot. Yeah. And that's how they do it. Because they, they're playing with plus, tens yeah, of plus, millions. Plus with, they get the sponsorships, they get all exactly. the, everything like that. They, We've they got a lost money. boss. Well, it's all right, we'll get sponsored by someone. It's all right, we'll just cut back on the youth. We just won't bring any youth in for yeah. two seasons. That'll bounce it out. That, that's what they do. Chelsea yeah. do it all the time. Instead of buying all the top young players, because I know they were after that Jude Ballington, but because they're trying to balance the books of buying all the players they bought now, they're cutting back on how much yeah. they spend on youth players. So... They are. It's it, it's about how clever you are with the money. Stoke, Stoke have been so bad in recruitment over the last four or five seasons that it's crippling us, and it's crippling us, and it's crippling us. And now, this is what happens. You start having to get rubbish on free transfers, this, yeah. that, and the other, and hope they improve or or slightly improve the team. The problem is till these all this deadwood goes. But the problem is then you're bringing more deadwood in. It's like Stephen Ward last season. Players like Ryan Woods, players like Tom Ince. We brought him in to try and get us in the Premier League and he's become a new dead wood. Yeah. It's a shame because I liked him at first. I did genuinely think there was something in Woods. Yeah, yeah, I did. Till that performance against Hull. Hull. Yeah. That performance against Hull made me go, no, it's not good enough, he isn't. 
No, it's a shame as well because he, he 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 was quite mobile once in the middle and yeah. I do think he played too deep. I do genuinely think he played. Well, too that's deep. where he played for his club. That's where he was known. But when yeah. you're Brentford, you've got pace all rounded where they can help you. But when we've got Danny Batten Chester at the back or Danny Batten Ashley Williams at the back, you've got no support, and that's the problem because we've got no mobility in the defensive areas. We've got no mobility in the midfield we're finding it hard to get up and back, up and back. And that's where our problem is. But the problem is to improve that, you have to spend money. And to get a fast 23-year-old, a fast 24-year-old, you're talking between five and 10 million. And the problem is we can't spend that now because we've wasted it all when we first came down the route. It's just mistake after mistake. And now we, now we have got a good manager, which I still think he is. I know he's making mistakes, but he still is a good manager. He's having to rifle through the rubbish and it's like Benicophobi he's been nothing but a disaster another chain round his neck he'll be getting out on loan for the next two seasons till yeah. we can finally get rid it's the problem is that I'm, I'm looking at it here I've got a feeling I'm going to bring another piece of deadwood in that looks like it's going to be happening this this week which is Freeman from Sheffield United who's been released yeah right back didn't basically didn't play at all pretty much last season at Sheffield United so another one who's not fit yeah, he won't be fit now. No. We know any of it. Basically, he's apparently been brought in to challenge Tommy Smith. So it means Edwards should be leaving then. So Edwards will probably going out on loan for the season, yeah. which I don't mind. As long as this is a one-year contract for this player and then... I Edwards think Blackburn have expressed interest in Well, they, they've Edwards. said they want to buy him permanently. Yeah. And knowing our board, it wouldn't surprise me if they sold him, to be honest. But again, I don't because it's getting a bit too negative on this, this one. Um, Would you more prefer it if the club come out and said... Listen, it's going to be a transitional period for three to four years. You're going to have to bear with us. We've had some bad investment. Hardwood. Yeah, but Scholes won't do that. He won't do that. The problem yeah. is we sit here and be negative and someone, someone will message me after the pod and say, oh, you're a bit negative. And you go, yeah, but that's all we ever get. You, you see some managers, some club execs come out and they say... Yeah, like Vale. Yeah. Look at Vale. Yeah. This is what I mean. You're looking at Vale at the moment and... They're run brilliantly. Yeah. Every signing they've made so far this season has performed. But right. when they first took over, the first thing they said was, was we are not expecting anything this season because they're picking up the pieces to what he'd left behind, which we all know he was a bad owner yeah. at Vale. But what I'm saying is, is from day dot, they were like, honest, right, we've got problems here, we're here to sort them out. It's going to take time, let's see how we get on. The overachieved in the league. We're getting up this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is that honesty makes fans just drop down a little bit on the on because uh, the thing is, don't lose a game. You turn social media on, and it's like the wolves are behind you. Yeah, yeah. They're after you. It's because we're angry. We're angry because we we've gone from being ninth for the Premier League to this team that's bringing in rubbish, basically. Basically yeah. rubbish. These are players that have been released by the previous clubs because they don't feel they're good enough. And we're picking them up. And we're a team that was in the Premier League. And look at us now. Yeah. We're getting Sheffield United's literal rubbish on free transfers mm. because we can't buy good players because we've got no due diligence on what we're doing. Because yeah. we came down and spent more money than we ever spent in the Premier League. And it's like, well, wait there. How come you can spend £60 million now in the Championship but last year you spent four. There's no honesty in him. If 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 Skulls came out now and goes, 
we're in a difficult position. We can't buy the players that we want to buy because of financial fair play. We want it. We want to do this. We want to do that. Just bide with us. Understand the transitional period till we can get rid of the dead wood. But then I'd go like, ah, well, why are you bringing more dead wood in? Why are you bringing more free transfers that have done nothing and haven't played football for a year? Why? Yeah. Why are you bringing more of it in? Just leave it and play a youngster. Yeah. We've got That's Tom right. Edwards there. He's got to be better than that Freeman because he's yeah. at least he's been around the squad. He knows our squad more than Freeman does. He's been here a long time. And Freeman's only played two games last year and was playing under 21 games. So he's got more experience. Yeah. Just another player we could do without on the books. Yeah, it's just another waste of time. Yeah. I'd love for him to turn around and go, we'll have that kid out of the youth. He can no, challenge. He no, can what, challenge what I want to see is more Jacob Browns. I want him to see him, because Jacob Brown hasn't cost the world. He's cost a million. And he looks better than what we've got. Yeah. Do more of that. I'd rather only bring two players in, but they improve the team. That's what I want to see. Yeah, instead of buying Aston. Instead of bringing seven in, in three of McCrack. Well, we always thought Lindsay might have done something for us as well. Yeah, he's disappeared off the face of the earth as well. We don't know where he's gone. He was doing okay. I'd seen promising signs with Lindsay at times. I thought he was, if you watched him, you could tell that in time he would be a decent centre-half. And I don't know, it just seems like it's not, we can't sit here in 18 months, two years going, we've signed nobody of any nous whatsoever. No, the, the thing is, Jeremy McCall's a good player. Uh, on paper, everything, you can see that he's a good player. He's not fit, he probably will improve. But there's a chance he might not improve. He's 33 years of age. They hit a point, they hit a brick wall. They've been putting posters up and this, that, of John Obi McCall. And I can understand why, because he's what he's done in the past. But that's in the past. Yeah. The thing is that he's come to Stoke because it's the last payday. Because it's it's a contract. It's, mm. He's thirty three. He, yeah. he wants to come back to England, and he sees this as a good opportunity. Plus, Stoke have got pedigree. So when when he retires, he goes, "Yeah, I played for Stoke. They did ten years in the Premier League before I was there. It, it was just a club I thought could come in." Yeah, he's not going to improve anything in the long term, and that's where I'm, I'm having my frustrations. I don't see what his plan is. If I could see a plan, I'd go in and go, right, I know what we're doing. I know exactly what we're doing. We're bringing experience in to help guide the youth players like Campbell, like Keen Garner, whatever his name is, Jacob Brown, Liam Lindsay, all these players that have got legs in them. I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to develop the youth into it by bringing a player in for a season or two just to buy time till those players are ready. Yeah. But at the moment, I can't understand the logic of Collins being the best defender on the pitch against Wolves and then not even on the bench against Bristol City well, and bringing this, an old man in. But this has been going on longer. If you look back to the Premier League, when yeah. Glenn Johnson was playing at right-back, all right, fair enough. Can't say he had some good games for Stoke Glenn. Yeah, he was a good player but at the time, Glenn Johnson. He was, at, he was at the right at the back end of his career and his backup was, I think, Tom Edwards. I feel bad. Bardsley, who, let's face it, at times was Kamikaze defending Bardsley. But to be honest, when he did come in, he was actually a better right back than Glenn Johnson. Well, you've got two right backs there who were both at the back end of the career. Then we had in the midfield, Whelan, back end of his career. Adam, back end of his career. We never ever looked at the long term process of replacing them. Uh, the, the, the biggest problem that I'm seeing at Stoke, especially the way it's been run over the last couple of years, it seems to be fix what we can now, then yeah, the short term fixes. There's, there's no yeah. long term fixes. This is my worry. It's not that I'm being negative or overly negative. My big worry is that there seems to be no 
future logic into what we're doing. Like with Wolves, you can see what they're doing every year. They're bringing in young Portuguese players, developing them in, letting one go for big money, replacing him with one of the young stars who yeah. brought in, and then keep doing that. Then eventually, as long as they keep staying in the top end of the league, eventually that money they save up will improve. Yeah, sort of the way Leicester have done business more than obviously. Some of the money they've made by bringing people in for next to nothing and selling them for big money. Yeah, Brentford are doing it as well. Yeah. Brentford are bringing in quality players. You bought Lawrence for 400k. <laughs> yeah, well, Ben Rahman only cost 900 grand. Yeah. And now there's talk is game Palace for 38 million. That's how you do it. Yeah. But if you put Stokes Jack players on the transfer list, the only ones who are going to be worth money are the academy players. Yeah. None of, none of them, no one's going to come in because if they had done, they would have done. Jack Butland, we can't even flog him. And it's a good financial fair play from a club's perspective it's because if you buy a player for 400k and sell him for 68 million, that goes on the If you've got six players you can't get rid of because you bought them and they turned out to be a bit, a bit iffy, because your financial fair play is you're miles in front, you can just go, go on, sure, you can go free, 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 get rid of them. Because yeah. they've got that much, they're in that much into well, it's, the... It's like what Leicester have done this season with Samani, he's come back from his loan and he's... Yeah, because he can afford to. Well, yeah. And within just, within the, the, re, the region for the financial fair yeah. play. Yeah, but with us, we keep bringing in old men, expecting them to do well for a season or two, but then they keep forgetting you've got to replace these players. Yeah. It's like when they brought in Bueller and Charlie Adam got back in the side. He got back in the side, not because he was good enough, because the player we brought in wasn't good enough, so Charlie Adam had to go back in. Yeah, and Adam had the better attitude. Yeah. The reality is he had a better attitude yeah. to play, whereas Mbula didn't. He didn't want to learn the language, and it turned. It, it was like opening a cupboard door with him, because you just kept hearing more and more bad things from other clubs. Yeah. And it was a shame, really, because at first, I remember the game at Bournemouth, he looked dangerous. Yeah, he, he looked good. He, yeah. he, there's, there's no doubt Mbula is a player. The problem is the attitude stinks, and he just doesn't care. Yeah. And that's just how it goes when you buy a wireless player. It's like Etebo. Etebo's done half a season and then can't bother playing anymore. So there's got to be something in the club that makes them want to do this. Yeah. Like, if we're bringing in a player for, six, for what was it, four and a half million, was, or six million, a player that did well at Nigeria, but because we didn't go straight back up, it's done. I've had enough of this club. Yeah. Our two problem. So now we're stuck with him because yeah. we've got him on a four and a half year deal. We're stuck with him out on loan for three years on th- four to think, to 40 grand a week. I think football as a whole has got to start nipping this in the bud because it's not just happening here. These young kids are coming in, these snowflakes, and they've got such a bad attitude towards the game. Yeah, but the, the problem is, it's not so much the players that have got the bad attitude. The problem is we shouldn't have bought them in the first place. Yeah, but they have got a bad attitude and it needs nipping in the bud somewhere along the line. But we shouldn't have bought them. No, but it's happening at bigger levels. You've seen it at big clubs. Players are coming in and they think they can just waltz about and do what they want. Well, they can because the thing is, they'll sit there. It's like if, it's like if you've got a contract at your workplace... And they're going, right, we're going to get ready. We know what you're doing. You're not doing your job. Well, you haven't given me the job, do yeah. It's like if, if you got put into a position where you've got, I don't know, hammering a board up or something, but they don't give you the nail or hammer, what are you going to do? You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it because you if, if they aren't going to play you, that's your fault, not his. Yeah. The trouble is with the football contract, you can't just terminate it at any given moment, no, can you? No, that, that's too much. Because yeah. because if somebody's on sixty grand a week, yeah, and, and you paid forty million for him, you paid eighteen million for him, but he's on fifty, sixty grand a week. If if he's failed after four months, 
can't just go. You can't just go drop because <laughs> you're talking thirty million. Yeah. You can't afford. It's, it's a more, massive loss. Yeah, yeah, it's more than what you paid for. Yeah. It. It's not like back back in the olden days, you could just get rid of people whenever they felt like. Back in the olden days, back back when Matthews were playing. <laughs> See, it's just frustrating as a Stoke fan because there seems to be no plan. I mean, they've done great things over COVID. There's no question that they've helped every charity and all that. They aren't they aren't bad owners. I can't I can't knock the saving the seat for the twenty one. Yeah, I can't, I can't, everybody said that. For, for for the for the area, they're brilliant. They're the best owners you can get. But when it comes down to football and understanding the modern day football, they are miles behind. I and still think the honesty thing would make a massive difference. Yeah, I did at this point. To, at this point, it well, would. no. All I want from him, I don't want him to go. Oh well we're falling behind just stick with us and all this what I want from him is to go this is our plan we're going to bring young players in for this for this this and we're going to develop them in we're going to bring in lay-by players this season last season we're going to do it and then we're going to pip little gems like Jacob Brown we're going to bring yeah. three or four of them in that we're going to develop next season and yeah. push on but there's nothing and I can't see what we're doing in the transfer market because it seems to be going from 33 year olds 26 year old it seems to be just whatever drops yeah whatever whatever we, we can get in at the time right after that moan and a horrendous one we're going to go into a bit of positive news positive news the Stoke City women's team came out victors against Sheffield 1-0 win goal scorer Abby Hunt yeah. great start for the new manager yeah Chloe James moved upstairs didn't she in yeah. the last season they're always our positive news. They were the last season. Yeah, they always are. They're, they're always the positive <laughs> ones. Not, not only that, not only that, the development side won six three today. They, they always score six. Yeah, they, they always. It's even a six or nine or ten. I don't even think they know who they play. I don't think they care who they play. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> who, who we play, who cares? We'll still yeah. win. We'll still win nine eight. <laughs> still a mix. We still smash them. It doesn't matter. I think it's great how the women's team are just just exactly what we want the men's team really. Yeah, every time every time Stoke lose, you should go and watch the ladies or watch the reserves, <laughs> especially the development. Another one. <laughs> yeah, great result for the girls. I mean, we have got one little bit of transfer news today, haven't we? Uh, about Jack Butland, straight swap with Angus Gunn. It's come out this afternoon. Yeah, it's not going to be true. I don't want Angus Gunn anyway. It's crap. Well, I reckon there's not even any money involved in that deal. It'd be a straight swap. I don't know because I like Adam Davis. He's done nothing wrong. I like Davis, and I don't. I don't. Why would we want Angus Gunn really? Because it'll just disrupt things. I can understand if. Well, Gunn will want me number one. Won't that's probably if he drops, he's going to want me number one. Yeah. And the thing is, he's not good enough. No. At the moment, I'm very happy with Adam Davis. It's the only good bit of business we did last season, by the looks of it. Yeah. So yeah, if he happens, he happens, but. Sorry, Angus, you sat on the bench. And that's it. Yeah. Bit of a miserable one. We can only apologise. We'll be back next week when we smash Gillingham. Where we smash Gillingham and then beat Preston 8 0. <laughs> <laughs> Five home goals. And yeah, thanks for listening. You know where we are. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Obviously, we've got the group page as well, so you can have your say. We're on every podcast platform now as well, so make sure you give us a like, make sure you give us a share, and also give us a five-star review. And if you want to be on the show, you know where to contact us, I'll just give you the information. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra, all the best.